0: Better wildfire management in Canadian and Alaskan forests could offer... A Cost-Effective Way to Limit Greenhouse Gas Emissions, a new study says. It says that enhanced fire management could avoid the release of up to 3.87 billion tons of carbon dioxide uh, by 2050. Joining me now is Carly Phillips, who's the lead author of the study um, published in the journal Science Advances and researcher in residence with the University of Victoria hosted and led Pacific Institute for Climate Solutions uh, with an expertise on wildfires, carbon cycling and climate mitigation. Carly, thank you so much for your time. On a Friday night.
1: Great to be here.
0: This, I I suppose, in many ways, this is intuitive. um, But just what, when you looked at at just how much we could actually inexpensively um, cut down greenhouse gas emissions by doing this, what did you find, and, and how does it work? Well, we wanted
1: to understand, you know, exactly how much carbon was coming out of these, could come out of these forests, given what we know about how fire regimes are really escalating. And North America's boreal region. And what we found by you know, doing a combination of a meta-analysis of studies that had already come out, as well as our own economic analysis of fires in Alaska, was that in Alaska in particular, um, increasing the amount we spend on fire management could actually reduce fire size and limit emissions.
0: You've done some of this work already on on forests in BC, I know, and this this is about this is really about better fire management. Is that right?
1: Yeah, and in the study that we were looking at in particular, we were really focused on Alaska, given the different right. disturbance history um, and fire regime uh, that Alaska has relative, you know, to Canada's boreal, for instance. Mm-hmm.
0: So in, how would it work then? So so in other words what we're trying to do here is prevent fires, right? At the end, at the end of the day is trying to prevent or major ones. How does how is that done?
1: So it really depends on the ecosystem and forest that you're talking about. So in BC, uh many of our forests were adapted to, you know, low severity, high frequency fires. So fires that stayed on the ground but came through really often, where in the boreal, for instance, specifically in Alaska, um, they have a fire regime where fires are coming through less frequently every 150 to 200 years or so, but are really replacing the entire stand that they burned through. And so all of the interventions that we have when it comes to fire need to take into account those differences um, in fire regime and fire history in order to make sure that, you know, whatever intervention happens is ecologically appropriate for that region.
0: Uh, just looking through some of what you were writing, I, I didn't know some of these stats. They're really quite remarkable. 16.6 million square kilometers, two-thirds of the global forest carbon in these boreal forests. It's, uh, I guess it's something we really haven't paid a lot of attention to when it comes to to greenhouse gas emission reduction.
1: Yeah, it's it's really stunning both how much carbon is stored in those areas but also how much carbon could come out of those forests via wildfire by 2050. So what we looked at was both, again, Alaska and Canada. And in both of those regions combined by 2050, our highest estimate suggested that the amount of carbon coming out of those forests via wildfires was roughly equivalent to the annual emissions of 2.6 billion cars. So just huge amounts of carbon um, that are at risk of going into the atmosphere and, you know, really complicating and, and furthering the climate change problem that we already have.
0: Not to, not to use an overused term, but almost a climate time bomb sitting there if we don't actually do something to make sure it doesn't burn. two point six billion 2.6 billion, car, I think you mentioned it was 11.93 billion tons of carbon dioxide. That's, that would get rid of all, I mean, forget the accounting, that would get rid of a lot of the other measures that we're trying to put in place to cut carbon reduction.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I think the piece um, as well with boreal forest, is that the estimates that we had are are actually pretty conservative. You know, we only were looking at carbon dioxide, and there are lots of other gases like methane and nitrous oxide, um, which have more warming power when they get to the atmosphere that are also coming out of the forest. But the other piece that we didn't account for in this study, but that's clearly important, is the permafrost feedback. So, you know, in some of these areas that burn, there's there's growing evidence that that can accelerate um, permafrost thaw, which is another pool of carbon that could be released to the atmosphere.
0: You also mentioned that the amount of Canadian boreal forest, I know that a lot of this a lot of what you were focusing on was Alaska, but the Canadian boreal forest could also, the amount burned each year could also jump quite significantly. I know it's a it's a wide gap, but any way you look at it, it's a big number by 2050.
1: Definitely. And I think that we're really seeing that. Not just in the Alaskan and the Canadian boreal, but across the world, we're really seeing these escalating fire regimes um, in all different types of forests and ecosystems.
0: So, one thing you pointed out is that it's not actually that expensive to try to avoid it, or at least to try to to turn the boreal forest into a source of of, 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 of greenhouse gas emission reduction, as opposed to, as you were pointing out, a huge a huge contributor.
1: Yeah, so for our analysis in Alaska, um, we found that the cost to avert the release of a ton of CO2, of carbon dioxide, is roughly um, 12 U.S. dollars, which is comparable, if not lower to, uh, lower than, rather, other climate mitigation strategies that are being proposed right now. And so, you know, while I think that we need to attack the climate crisis from you know every angle that we can... What this analysis um, suggests to me is that, you know, fire management should be on the table when we're thinking about all available strategies.
0: How much success? Because I, I, you know, I, I was looking back at some of the other stuff you've written in the past. This is something you've been talking about for quite a while. How much success have you had in raising the alarm right across the board and in, in, in making, in getting policymakers to hear? these arguments about better forest management being a big part of uh, of how to, in many ways, how to keep greenhouse gas emissions down or to reduce them?
1: I think that people are definitely becoming aware of, you know, the need, the the urgent need for climate action. And there are loads of scientists um, that have been working on this for their entire careers who have really dedicated their lives um, to, like you said, trying to raise the alarm and communicate to policymakers the urgent need that we have to reduce greenhouse gases. And I think that as these fires and other climate impacts, impacts start to affect people's daily lives, I think that the the urgency for policymakers will become even more clear. If
0: okay, so I'm not mistaken. Am I remembering correctly, correctly that there was quite a significant forest fire in northern Russia, either last year or the year before, that would have been similar to what you've been discussing here?
1: Yeah, there have been... Um, several years in the past, let's say, five years or so, um, where there has been significant fire activity in Siberia.
0: So we're already seeing in some ways what you're talking about to some extent.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, You know, and like I said earlier, it's not just the boreal. You know, we're seeing fires in Arctic ecosystems, in tundra, um, where they occur, you know, very, very infrequently. And so, you know, I think this is going to continue to be a problem as the climate continues to warm, as we continue to release greenhouse gases, um, and really amplify that warming effect from our atmosphere.
0: Carly Phillips, thanks so much for sharing uh, your findings with us. It's a fascinating research, and I'm I'm sure we'll be speaking with you again as we talk about forest management again over the course of this upcoming summer, I have no doubt.
1: Thanks so much for having me.